Hello, netwomen, ladies. I would like to introduce today the amazing Deborah Craig, who is a hypnotherapist and a coach. Every month, we will bringing will be bringing you our latest updates from netwomen.co and our community. We will also be chatting about stories we found particularly newsworthy and giving our opinions on them. We'll have a variety of speakers joining me each month from the NetWomen community and having conversations that we don't normally talk about. Welcome, Deborah. Lovely to have you here. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what is it that you do? And I like to put a challenge in there in 30 seconds. I will do my best. You've got a timer on. So my name is Deborah Craig. I am an empowerment coach and hypnotherapist, and I help women break through their limiting beliefs to make change with confidence and ease and become unstoppable. And I do this through deep coaching, hypnotherapy and mindset work. That's amazing. Wow. That is so cool. I absolutely love that, obviously, because of what I do and I, I love what you do. Uh, who is it that you tend to work with mostly? So I have a variety. It's, it's mainly women um, now. And um, it's women who probably in the corporate world, because that's where I originated from as well, which we'll get on to shortly. Um, but also, actually, I work with entrepreneurs as well. So anyone who is you know, getting blocked by their own fears or they're lacking courage to either go all in, perhaps with a business idea or break through their own glass ceilings when it comes to finance, or perhaps they're sitting in the shadows in their corporate um, role at the moment, looking at other people thinking, I wish I could have a life like that, or I wish I could do that job, you know, over in that department and never feeling that they had the confidence to do it. Those are the types of women that I specifically work with. Amazing. That is so cool. I love that. Why did you become a coach? Well, it's, to be honest, I think without realising it, I probably just need to ask my friends and family this. Um, I think I've been coaching my whole life. Um, I just wasn't making a, a job at the time. Um, so when I went into, was in corporate for a long time, but latterly I had a number of years where I was in um, people management. And to be honest, it was so evident when I was doing that, that then I realized that that's what I should have been doing my whole life and not just about being a people manager because there was still elements of being in that environment that weren't what I was looking for but particularly in relation to the fact that I could see how passionate I was about helping people change their lives and not just through their own performance and work which was what I did mainly um but how that had an impact on their life on a bigger scale. So actually helping them grow and develop and basically have a dream and then go after it. So that's kind of how it all manifested, I would say. That's incredible. I love that. Tell me a little bit about your story. I mean, how did this all start? So I, where would I start then? So basically when I left school at 17, it was really strange. I always said, you know, I wish I could be a counsellor or a social worker. So that was many moons ago. I won't tell you my age, but it's a long, long, long time ago. <laughs> um, so the jobs in that sort of field, that was what jumped out at the time. But 
you know, it wasn't available to me at that time with what was going on in my own life and growing up and university just wasn't on the, the, the table as an option. So anyway, I went into working um, and I liked working. I liked being independent. I was always tenacious, liked to try new things went into different environments and eventually landed in the finance sector, which was always something that I was passionate about. So I climbed the ladder in corporate and bank in the world of banking, specifically the mortgage field. And I went through many different types of jobs from being a seller to being a training consultant. Um, I was in uh, people management and basically just continued to climb and climb until one day, um, I realized that no matter how many times I was going to climb and change, I didn't ever get the feeling that I thought I was going to get with each change. It lasted for about a week, that, that first feeling of, oh, this is it, this is the right thing. And it never felt like the wrong thing in the job perspective, but I just knew something was so much, you know, I could do so much more. There was something else that I wanted to tap into. I just didn't know what it was. I then took a job, um, a role within the organisation that turned out to be the best and worst thing. The worst thing because it was an unpleasant environment, um, but the best thing because it drove me back to where I'd originated from, the original department, into a higher role. But I was a different person, a completely different person because of the experiences I'd had. And at that point, when I went back, I actually said to myself, and I remember it so clearly, it was an actual decision that I actually said and made out loud. I said, this will be the last time I ever take a new job in this organization or any organization. I had no clue what I was talking about when I said that. I just knew I would never take another promotion or sidestep or go to another company to do the same type of work. I don't know what it was. I just knew. So I, at that point, I think after about a year, been back and settled in, got my confidence back up because we'll have that for another podcast, what happened when I was in the other department. Um, but I decided to start my open university online degree in psychology and counselling. No go figure, because I wanted to be a counsellor or a social worker. So it made sense to do something that was aligned to what I was always passionate about. And yeah, I trundled on with that for a couple of years while working and eventually left, immersed myself fully in mental health in the third sector, volunteering, then did a stint with the NHS um, as a paid job as well. Graduated with a first class honours in psychology and counselling did my diploma in analytical hypnotherapy because I've always been a huge fan of all things holistic. So for me, it was a perfect fit. And then I left and started my business. So that's really how it all came about. That is amazing. You mentioned that you were in this job and it sounded like there was some toxicity there. Yeah. What um, you said you could do so much more because you mentioned your career change um, and getting the promotion that you got, which is incredible. Tell me a bit more about that, because I know there's listeners out there who are in careers right now who have probably been faced with the same issues or similar issues. So what actually was going on there? 
So I think in part, even though I was chopping and changing jobs or, you know, getting promotions, there was a time where even when it was happening, I, I think I probably had a bit of a victim mentality when things weren't going my way. So a bit of a feeling of, you know, why am I not being picked out for certain things or why is things not moving in the direction that I want them to? Looking externally as if it was other people's fault, you know, because deep down I had this burning desire to do so much more. But I think what was really interesting was um, that when I really sat and looked at it, who was I actually telling about what my goals and dreams were? Nobody, because I was too busy procrastinating and moaning about what wasn't working or what wasn't going in my way. So what happened is you get consumed by a lot of that negativity and that sort of toxic, you know, thinking where everyone's all thinking the same way. People are unhappy. We all join together and we all have a good moan. And that's fine because we need to get it off our chest sometimes when things are bothering us. But there's got to come a point where you decide, am I a victim of this situation or am I actually fully responsible for my actions and decisions? That was it. It was like a light bulb going off when I was like, you are responsible. Look at all the change you've made. You've done amazing. But there was times when I was holding myself back through that mentality. And actually, when I reflect now, which is was quite hard to do at first, because it was not a great situation when I moved to that environment that was uncomfortable. It started off fine, but things weren't going well. And I now reflect back and I think, I think there's still things I could have done differently if I had the courage to do it and I didn't fall into the victim mentality again. So whilst I feel I was exposed to, you know, some, you know, toxic environment, I felt it was tantamount to bullying at some times. Um, I still believe on reflection, there's still some things I could have did differently about my mindset that might have helped me move through it faster because I eventually did. And I know what happened when the switch flipped and I made the decision to say, right, I'm going to focus now on where I want to go and I'll put all of my energy about moving towards that and take the energy away from focusing on what I don't want. I think that was like the big game changer in that environment as well. I think what you said there is so powerful because there's so many women out there. I'm sure there's men out there as well, but um, there's so many women out there with that same or in that same situation. And the, what you said, they'll resonate with because they'll understand exactly that situation. So what do you think it was that made you flip? What was it that made you go, actually, I'm not setting my goals. I don't even know what I want. So how am I expected to get this? So I think um, it's really strange because I can actually remember how it felt. It was really strange that when I was in the particularly toxic environment, I just remember getting to a point where I didn't even recognize myself. And I was behaving in a way that just was so unaligned to who I really was. And I just remember getting to a point where I thought, 
I can either continue in this vein or from the very next day, I can make a decision. And this is actually the key was the decision making, because when you decide something is going to be different, you can start to choose the actions that align with that and move away from the actions that were taking you down the old path. And to be honest, it was it sounds simple. And even though it wasn't a great environment, it's more simple than you realise. Just once you get to that point when you think, I just can't do it anymore, I have to decide what life I want. And it literally was, it was a pivotal moment. And I remember going into the office that day after I'd made that decision. And I share this with my actual clients all the time. When you shift your energy away from getting away from what you don't want, because that's, that's hard work, you know, when you focus a lot on what you don't want and move your energy to focus on what you do want and where you're going, then you can have a completely different outcome. So what happened was it was really strange because I remember things still happening and I thought, oh, this isn't touching me anymore. And I can actually remember that feeling of going home thinking, Yep, never again will that same conversation or that same person or that same behavior touch me in the same way because I've actually left. This is how I say it to my clients. You know, sometimes you've left energetically, you've left mentally, you've just not moved the physical body yet. But that part will come when the time is right. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I love that. I mean, I'm always talking about ask for what you want, not what you don't want. That that applies to not only your life, but careers, relationships, finding a man, finding a woman, whoever it might be, it is what you want. And that's what helps so many people just to realize it's just a game changer in, in its whole aspect. Because, and you mentioned this earlier about, People love to moan. Now, I don't know whether this is just a UK thing or is it something that people like doing, but we have this kind of culture in the UK where we moan about stuff and we talk about the weather being rubbish all the time. That seems to be our conversation starter. I know that's not as the standard across the globe, but I'd love to know, do you think, from your personal experience, do you think that the moaning culture, the toxic negative kind of vibe that you get in the workplace do you think that's just a UK thing that's a hard one for me to answer because actually I've never worked anywhere else so to know that for sure I'm not 100% certain however doing the job that I do with coaching and hypnotherapy right it's equally as successful in other countries so do I think that we're exclusive in our moaning? I don't think so. I think what we moan about will be exclusive to maybe the UK because we do have not so great weather, let's be honest. But do I think that other cultures over the globe have other things that they might procrastinate? I, I probably think that they do, but maybe just not the same things as we do. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there are some cultures, to be honest, though, that are a heck of a lot better than us been able to step out of that and you know perhaps using more meditation and mindfulness techniques and a way of life is completely different for them and I think that's where 
when we think about the UK, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's like an overall mindset about how we operate. You know, that might not translate when you go to Asia and things like that, where you have different cultural, um, even just different cultural experiences going through school and um, what it's like to incorporate some of those really great, maybe mindfulness things, etc., as part of your daily life. I think we've got a lot to learn in the UK. Yeah, I think so. And I think there's an element of small town feel, you know, like who are you to own your own business and this whole kind of what you're mentioning about victim mentality. Um, like, why is this happening to me all the time? And, and I hear this a lot. But again, I think there's a, an element of mindset shift, which you mentioned, um, and changing that to what am I learning from this? And sometimes just thinking in that way can actually change your whole outlook on life and it as it did with you you looked at yourself and thought you know what what am I doing here what can I do differently to help myself to make this work better and I can give you hundreds of examples where I've looked back at my past and think I I'm all about that I'm always talking about how to change your pain into power and how can it be of benefit to you? Can Do you have any examples of where you have had to change your pain into power? Um, let's think. So I can do, like I was actually talking recently on one of my masterclasses about changing my pain into pleasure because that's probably how I associate it. So yes, there was actually... For those people out there that think, I just can't do it, you know, it's not available to me, or um, I don't have the confidence, whatever it is. For me, when I was thinking about um, moving into the sort of, you know, own business, entrepreneur space, so I was sitting in corporate and I was doing my um my degree but I was still in the job, so I had a foot in both camps. So effectively, you know, I was accepting that I was um, having some pleasure because based on what I was doing, I was going a little bit towards what I wanted, but I couldn't understand why I still felt that I couldn't let go of working in corporate, even although I was so busy and tired with the study and I was doing full-time uni, whatever. So, you know, for me, what I recognised, and, and I shared this recently in this masterclass, was Part of me was the ple felt pleasure about my goal, great, but I was also associating pain with my goal, right? And the pain that I was associating with it was financial instability, you know, financial scarcity. How will I cope? I will never be able to manage. How will I pay my mortgage? What about all these bills that I've got? And then actually what I did was I sat down with that and I went, right, okay, so this is the one area that you're associating with this goal that's holding you back because that's um, associating a pain with my goal. And I had to break it down and I started changing how I thought about it. So instead of I will never cope, how on earth will I ever manage? I started to reframe that to what ways can I make sure that I have the mortgage and bills comfortably covered for the next six months, you know, I would ask myself questions like, so what about my current financial outgoings? Could I adjust 
in the short term that will help me feel more comfortable while I make this transition. It's about the questions. It's asking yourself the right questions so that you can get better outcomes. So that was one that I know was holding me back that I changed. That's a great tip. Really great tip to be sharing. Is there anything that you'd like to um, give to our listeners in terms of advice or experience? Um, what can you I share? Would say, I would actually say one of the biggest things is change your thinking because it will change your life and it sounds so simple but it really is simple because we're all in our own personal circumstances my life hasn't been a bed of roses not by any stretch um in fact really challenging sometimes with personal things but you still get the choice to decide how you want to make this life and we all have a gift. We've all got something to share and add value. And you don't need some big grand purpose. Like, you don't need to want to become an entrepreneur. That was my journey. You might have the dream that you just want to be Mother Earth. And your joy and purpose is being the best parent that you could ever be to your kids. That's okay. Because if that fills your heart and brings you so much pleasure, then that's absolutely fine. It's just knowing that you have a purpose because from all the work that I've done and all the research and things, you know, the biggest thing that holds us back with, you know, feeling low and we can fall into depression and not feel good about ourselves is having no purpose. It's actually not having something to focus on. So if you don't know where you want to go, you don't need a big game plan. You just need to sit down and think, what puts a fire in my belly? And maybe for you, whoever's listening out there, it might be that you just decide to volunteer for one hour in a local charity. It, it could be something as simple as that where it just touches your heart. So it doesn't have to be some big thing, just one thing that makes you feel more on point with your purpose. I love that. Um, before this podcast, we had a call earlier and we were discussing purpose and purpose is something that's going to help you jump out of bed in the morning so what is it like you say Deborah fire in the belly what is it that makes you jump out of bed every single day for me it's my boy and without my son I would definitely after my divorce would have spiraled out of into that negative cycle when I was going through divorce but he was my purpose and without that, and this is a, a true real life example, if there's anyone out there that can relate to that and is going through a rubbish time right now and feeling like you can't do it anymore or you're feeling at a loss and you don't want to jump out of bed anymore, find the purpose. Find your why and that fire in your belly again. And hopefully that's going to help you jump out of bed in the, on those days where you don't feel like it and help you carry on and enjoy your life as you should be because we are only here for a short time and we need to make the most of every single moment that we have together. And tell us, just so that for the listeners, so that they know how to connect with you, how do they find you? It's quite straightforward. My business is just my name. So you'll find me on LinkedIn under Deborah Craig. 
You'll find me on Facebook. It's Coaching and Hypnotherapy by Deborah Craig. And I have a website, www.debracraig.com. Nice and straightforward. Fabulous. Thank you so much. And one final question just before you go is what advice would you give to your younger self? My younger self, wow. I would probably say, and this still has been something that I do work on now that I'm more consciously aware of it, it's actually um, give yourself a bit of a break more often. <laughs> you know, you don't always have to hold on so tight. And I'm much better at this now. You know, I've done a heck of a lot of work on myself, so I know where my own downfalls were in the past. But life creates what we live. I didn't, that, I wasn't born like that. My life circumstances created a lot of what I felt I had to be like in life. And part of that was that I couldn't let go and, and really just, you know, throw caution to the wind type thing. But now, yeah. I definitely throw more caution to the wind when it suits me and I have a lot more um, sort of compassion for my own needs. That's one big thing I would say. Just be more compassionate to yourself, people. Um, and I think that's something that I needed to do when I was younger and it was probably something that was missing for me. Um, but I do do it now, so that's a good thing. I love it. That's amazing advice. Stop being hard on yourself. It's so important be kind yes. love it <laughs> thank you deborah thank, thank you so much thank you for coming on and um sharing your story with our listeners that's our episode done thank you so much everyone for listening we really appreciate your support email us if you'd like to feature or if you've got any ideas at all at hello at netwomen.co that's .co not co.uk we've also got a foundation that you can support which helps support women who've been in toxic situations at work including bullying harassment and discrimination and you can help us out on our website let us know what you think leave a review share and tweet us at netwomenco and find us on instagram facebook by just searching net women also head to our website for our latest blogs blogs and updates thank you for listening bye